When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey everybody, Matt Halloran again. This is part two of this magnificently uncomfortable situation for my friend Jerome, where he is not the host of the show where he has brought me in as the ringer, because my goal here is to be able to pull some of that brilliance out of his head and get it shared with you. Jerome is always asking everybody else questions, and through those questions, you can truly understand to the level of attention, focus, and care that he has when he's working with his clients. But I wanted to pause that journey and allow all of you to see what I luckily get to see as a friend of Jerome on a regular basis which is that brilliance that's in his head. And yes, I'm purposefully trying to make him uncomfortable right now just because, you know, that's what friends do. All right. So the first well episode done, that Matt. we did, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I am quite good at that. All right. So so the first the, the part one of this episode was really talking about and laying this philosophical foundation for this next phase of this show and really the next phase of your business. But now we're going to get granular and we're going to get specific. So we talked about high-performing people on the last episode and how what struggles that they have and then how Jerome has built an entire program surrounding the needs of these really eight-figure and above exit people that they have in order for them to continue to live their life because they've lost their, their baby their business, a lot of them has law have lost their identity, and a lot of them don't realize the massive existential crisis that they're about to go through when a major transition happens. So, Jerome, take it away. Yeah, man. I it's funny because you hear people talk about, oh, I'm going to build it, and I'm going to exit, and then everything's going to be okay. But when they actually get there, they're like. Uh oh, it's kind of like when a bird, a dog catches a bird, like they they are they ch- they catch a squirrel, they chase and chase they get and like what do I do now? So they just put it down on the ground and kind of look at it, and the squirrel looking at it, the bird looking at them and like I I don't know what to do. This was not supposed to ever happen, but it did. And look, man, I think there's probably seven X's that happen for founders along their journey, especially if they start out in corporate, and when they get to the one where they leave their company is probably the most uncomfortable one because it's like, I spent a decade, maybe two building this thing. And now I'm out. What do I do now? And it's almost like, Hey, I retired. Or or, (laughs) it's always funny when people say, Hey, I took a gap year. I'm like, what? 
this isn't high school to college or college to work. Like, what do you mean you took a gap year? It's like, yeah, I just kind of took a year off trying to find myself. And they might go for a walk in the woods. I heard one guy talking about going down the Appalachian Trail. Other people are backpacking through Europe. And I'm just like, you're not going to find yourself out there. You find yourself inside. And so this is perfectly aligned with taking the red pill. Right. The goal is for you to go inside, decide what parts of your identity or your self-image are no longer serving you. And when you actually identify those, be bold and courageous enough to actually leave who you've been behind in order to become that new person. And that for people who have identified themselves as the founder of this, or if you see them on LinkedIn and they say, former founder of this company that exited to private equity mm-hmm. is almost the same as being the person who's wearing their Letterman jacket from high school on a random Tuesday at the supermarket in their forties. I humbly submit to all the listeners that you don't want being a high school football player or cheerleader to be your greatest success in life. And this is the same thing with the business exit. You don't want that exit to be your biggest success. Right. I mean, it could lead to unbelievable other levels of things, massive growth personally and professionally, massive community involvement, healing people, helping people, starting the next sort of next major journey. But the most important thing is I love the backpacking through Europe and the hiking the Appalachian Trail, because again, they are looking at an external locus of control in order for them to change themselves, when really what they're looking for is the time and the space mentally in order to have that self-reflection. But those people backpacking through Europe and, and hiking the Appalachian Trail shouldn't be doing that without a guide. Because if not, man, you can get yourself in a whole bunch of trouble. So you talk about these seven things. Let's start unpacking what those are in this episode, please. And, you know, we, we've called them founders over and over again, but I like to call them NEOs, right? Newly exited, newly exited operators. So the first one is going from corporate America to starting their thing, right? That is usually the place where people are most fearful because They're leaving what they consider to be financial security to go to a thing that's very uncertain and a little wobbly is like, oh, I'm going to take the training wheels off and go. That part gets a a little scary. The people who watch you get your education and get your career, they're looking at you funny because there's a weirdo going off into the woods and trying to find their own, I don't know, safety or security or find themselves back to walking down the Appalachian trail from there. You have some success. You make enough money where you're like, Oh, I can hire people to do this stuff that I've been Mm -hmm. doing. And so the, the next exit is from production, right? And you go from production to managing people who are doing your production. The one that follows that is going from managing the people doing production to being the manager of the people, managing the people doing production. And so you're continuing to elevate yourself in the organization, getting further away from the work. Each one of these levels, Matt, requires a different person, right? If you're 
still interested in doing production and you're supposed to be managing production, the folks who are supposed to be doing production can never do it good enough, right? Their 80% or them doing it in a way different than the way you did it will always drive you up the wall. It'll drive you crazy. And so there's a release and you, you taught me this, there has to be a release of control for each one of these levels. So once you get to being the person who's managing the people, who's managing the people who are doing the production, you can start to look around a little bit. You can start to explore. You you want to become a better leader. And, you know, this leadership is personal project that we're working on. is just going to be phenomenal for folks who are at this level and going to the next one. Right. (laughs) Because when you go to that next level where you're truly a CEO you maybe even chairman of a board and you have an operator running your business for you. So basically the business can do what it's supposed to do on its own. You have to be a great leader. There is no kinda because what happens here is the only way that your company will continue to grow is by you putting people in place who are level five leaders. And that, that is a concept from good to great. But it's the people who look out the window and say, the people out there are the reason why we're having success. And when things don't go well, they look in the mirror and say, hey, this is on me. And if you have level five leaders, top tier leaders, and they're reporting into you and you are not that person, they will leave and your company will suffer as a result of it. Yeah. So then that CEO thing, you ascend to a board, right? And in that board role, you're actually doing governance. That governance to help your CEO, who's actually taking over your duties to make great decisions. And you're probably the biggest shareholder in the company. And so you want to make sure that they are being fiduciaries of the resources that are made available to them. And then there's the exit from that company. And this is where things get a little hairy, right? Because now you truly are what I call the quintessential Neo. You almost, it's almost as if you hit the lottery because the drip of cash flow that you got for running the business for however long you, it's gone. You get this lump sum payday. You have more money than you've ever had in your account. The limits seem to be pulled off in pretty much every way because you don't have the financial constraint that most people are shrinking their dreams for. And you can go do a couple of things like buy a car or buy a watch. My friend Billy Kills says, what are you going to do, man? Buy another watch. Like it's funny to me because it's like, oh, that's the aspiration. I'm going to get the Rolex or I'm going to get the $250,000 watch to prove to myself or to remind myself. I heard somebody call it a deal toy. Right. Mm-hmm. Other people call them trophies. Mm-hmm. So like every time I look at it, I can remind myself that I did this thing mm-hmm. that I think there's some good to that. But I think you can also try to use that as a, a crutch for not actually dealing with the true issues that show up when you hit these centers of doubt when you hit this level. And then there's one or two more levels that come after that. I lost count on my journey up. But what I will say is there is this portfolio of companies that typically people move to next, Mm -hmm. where they see their businesses as products instead of 
seeing the product that the company sells as a product. And so their goals are to make the businesses more valuable so that they can exit. The space that I really love though, Matt, is this what I talked about. The exit from the first one where you hit the lottery and then you begin experiencing these six centers of doubt. And man, it can shake you. It can throw you for a loop. And those yeah. six centers line up perfectly with the red pill model where you've got self-image relationship and work, health, prosperity, and significance. But you're asking yourself very different questions than you were when you were on your way up and using this to help you continue to level up your game. You are, you're asking different questions, but you're still asking those questions. The reason why I love you calling this Neo is newly exited operator, right? Look, all of those are exits. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. In order for you to level up to what Jerome just outlined, you have to re release yourself from absolutely different aspects of that role, that life, that mindset that you have. And I love the producer example that you had there. If you never get out of the producer mindset, you know, your, your producers are never going to right? They're never going to produce well enough because they're not producing like you. And then if you don't get out of the manager minds that your managers are, you know what I'm saying? And, and so many people think that they have to do this alone or more importantly, that they can because they've achieved so many other levels of success. We have found the exact opposite. Talk about how important it is to have that person in your corner to help you with each of these specific exits. Well, here's what I've learned really quickly. And it was not painful at all for me because I learned pretty fast when things hurt. Anybody who says they're self-made are full of ego. Yep. And that ego will be the thing that destroys all that they built because they're going to get to a place where they don't know what to do and they will continue to sabotage so that they feel like they're performing at the highest level absolutely possible. Because for them and their ego, the thought that they need help is something that they're not willing to accept. And so they have to shrink the problem or create a new problem for them to be able to feel stable in this place of I did it by myself without anybody. I, I get really disheartened when I see people struggling and not willing to get support. Because that goes, pain is a necessary part of life. But when pain goes to suffering, it's self-inflicted. Yeah. And I don't think anybody should suffer. In fact, I, I've dedicated my life to ending suffering. Because we don't have to. There are people who have been down the path that you're going down. There are people who have accompanied other people down the path that you're going down. And so for you to walk up a mountain by yourself, to say that you did it on your own, knowing what is at risk, and maybe you don't know what's at risk because you haven't actually talked to anybody about the thing. And maybe that ignorant bliss is something that you relish in. But when you get to the place where you have exited, there's a whole lot of people counting on you and it might just be a tad bit irresponsible for you to do what you're doing. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential, but lack the strategy, support and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. 
they often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. They haven't done it on their own. Right. I mean, that's the thing that just drives me the craziest about this. And I hear that all the time. Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm a self-made person. You know, I, I you know, I didn't need anybody. No, man, it, you, you drove on roads that somebody else. But let's just start there. Right. Did you make the clothes you're wearing? Are you are you killing the food that you're eating or harvest? I mean, that's the sort of level. And I love how you break down mindset and understanding in your relationship to your environment through this whole idea of not just the eight-figure exit, but your whole red pill experience, right? How you hit different levels of not just your psyche and your understanding of yourself, but also how you interact with the world. And what's really vitally important is that doesn't change. The kinds of questions change, but the questions, the fundamental questions don't change. And we talked about this last time, but I want you to tell the story again on this show about when you had the microphone thrown to you at this big founders conference, which really spurred you and I to have deep conversations about this next iteration of who you are and what you're offering to the general public. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm standing in the back of the room listening to this guy that exited a company at $2 billion tell his story. And there was one thing about the story that was extremely interesting for me. He said, you know, and now I'm going through this existential crisis and I'm trying to figure out what's next. And I thought that he just kind of cut the sentence off. I thought there was a ending, right? Like I'm waiting for the punchline and it never came. And so I literally didn't hear the rest of the talk. I got stuck there. And so the microphone is being thrown around and it's like this box with foam. And then there's a microphone in the middle. And I end up with the microphone. And I said, hey, I don't know if you're prepared to answer this question in front of all these people. But if you're game, I'm going to give it to you. And he's like, oh, boy, here we go. And I say, so how did you get out of the existential crisis. And he said, I'll let you know when I do. And so here I am looking at a person with all the courage in the world, by the way, to deliver that level of vulnerability, yeah. right? Saying, look, man, I haven't figured this part out. I, I know you guys think I have all the answers, but I haven't figured this part out. And so I walked out and it was like, nobody wants, is serving these folks. And I brought it back to you. I said, Matt, who who's yeah. the person that is serving these people with eight figure plus exits? Because their belief is that, well, if I'm sad, I shouldn't be sad because I've got everything. If I'm wondering who I am now that I've won the game, I can't tell that to anybody because they're going to tell me at a boy, keep it up or you don't have to do anything or you're nobody or 
just continue to define yourself by what you already did. There isn't a job anymore. So where's the routine? Like, what do I focus on? And I think this part is probably the riskiest part. That energy that they created, like, and then focused on this problem and solving these challenges for these years, when it doesn't have a place to go, it's almost like a nuclear reactor because you can blow it all up. Yeah. And the collateral damage that's created from that thing can tarnish all of the work that you did for years in moments. And we have seen it over and over and over again, right? Somebody who has an eight-figure exit and then within three to five years, they're broke. They're no longer with us. They're addicted to whatever, whether it's adrenaline or drugs or alcohol, right? Well, alcohol is a drug, but you know what I mean? And the reason why is because they're not taking a moment and taking a step back and realizing that this is when they've needed a guide more than ever in their life. And it was interesting when you brought this back to me and, and we started joking about how there's no level eight and that that's a Maslow's hierarchy of needs sort of, a, you know, a foundational argument. But the other thing is, I don't think a lot of people feel they are qualified because they've never had an eight figure exit, but that's just really limiting beliefs on their part. But luckily, because of their limiting beliefs, you and I talked a lot about how you're going to rush into this space because you not only have the education, the experience, and also the system, most importantly, in order to really, truly help these people. So let's talk just a little bit about what the system is. This whole idea is, is helping people who are preparing for or have just had an eight-figure exit where they're desperately searching for who they are and what's next in their life. So let's talk a little bit about that before we wrap up today. Yeah, man. So we we talked about the seven steps, right? The seven exits of a founder. The, that's the roadmap. And so we basically want to put a bid rate X on the roadmap and say, you are here. And so if you've gotten to the place where leaving the company or exiting the company is the next thing, well, how do we max that valuation? And outside of that, how do you become the person that's prepared to manage the stuff that's going to come to you as a result of that. How do we make sure that you've got the right self-image? How do we check your relationships so that you're not questioning, what are these people in my life for? What are they really after? You know, it's funny, man. So many folks get to this place and and then they question the romantic relationship. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll say things like, oh, well, does this marriage make sense anymore? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen it at the highest levels. I mean, it was really interesting to see like McKenzie from Bezos' ex-wife give away $2 billion, right? Not an exit, but there was a transformation that happened. And so yes. when people are asking those questions, and usually that relationship went with them from the exit of corporate to the exit of the business. Mm-hmm. You start questioning everything if you're questioning that relationship that was closest to you. And you may resent the person because they didn't support you. And that's a whole nother story. But we, we want to work through the relationship pieces. What does work look like for you now since you, you don't have a business anymore? And then there's the health. And I think so many people are like, oh, man, I, I did all this stuff. I gave up my health to get this wealth that I created. Well, are you going to have to give it all back now? Or the time that you lost by building this or focusing on that, are you going to try to 
overcompensate and smother the kids or the the partner or the other things that you put off in order to focus on this other goal? And is that stuff going to be healthy? The thought that I can't afford it anymore just goes out the window. Yeah. But again, it's almost like winning the lottery or getting that first year contract as an athlete. And you've gone from somebody who had this strip and is predictable to I just got and that financial pressure can be crushing. And if you don't have the right people around you, you can just have it all go up and bad investments, fees to other people who aren't truly adding value. And you know that you haven't managed this level of resources before. So, you know, you're probably not qualified to give yourself financial advice on it. And then the final level, and this is the one that always gets scary for me. And look, man, significance is the only true success. That is level six. And it is the thing that people are chasing. They usually try to chase it through work, right? They usually, oh, I'm building this thing and it's going to make me significant. But then eventually they get so far away from the customer that they don't actually get to see the impact of the business that they're doing. So then they're going to go start their own foundation or they're going to just give hundreds of dollars away to people who are standing on corners at stoplights. And at the end of the day, they find out that their philanthropy isn't actually hitting the mark, but mm-hmm. they've wasted so much of their resources that they probably can't actually go solve the problem that they want to go solve now. And so really helping people be diligent in their giving so that they can actually impact or create the effect that they want to create when they share this abundance that they've been able to create. And it's not just the dollars, man. Time and use of their talent mm-hmm. are parts of the significance equation. And so, you know, it's one thing to send a check. It's another thing to show up and do the thing yourself. Right. And there, there's where when we were joking about there's no level eight, Jerome just gave you the preview of what level eight really is, right? Because Here's the deal. A lot of you who have these eight-figure exits do all of those things. They're checking the box. Well, I've seen Bill and Melinda do this or, or whatever, right? And they start checking those boxes. But the boxes that they don't see and that they're not paying attention to are all the boxes that you need to do yourself. Because here's the deal. When you do show up and you've got to that level eight and you've got those boxes checked by using this program, when you show up, your presence alone starts making the difference. Do you remember, for those of you who are listening who are in this Neo sort of situation, do you remember when your presence alone made change within your company? Could you imagine when your presence alone, coupled with the financial resources and your experiential resources, are going to start impacting whatever aspect of the world you want to impact? That's what Level 8, that's what eight, or I'm sorry, Eight Figure Exit's about. That's what the red pill experience is. That is what you all have access to by accessing this magnificent human being that I'm interviewing right now. You do not need to do this alone. You should not do this alone. And you will never be the person that you truly want to be if you try to do it alone. All right. What are we going to do to wrap this puppy up there, Jerome? Man, look, Neo and Morpheus, every superhero needs a guide. 
And when you go through these transformations that you have never seen, you probably don't know many people who have experienced. You want to be close to somebody who can guide you. And you probably want to be part of a community of other people who are already on the other side. Because knowing what's coming around the corner or being able to look over the wall is the thing that's going to give you confidence in a space where you probably have the least amount of confidence in your life, in your life, right? I'll never forget going from high school to college and being this little guy on campus again. And just how you go in the weight room. And for me, I was playing football and seeing how much stronger everybody was because mm-hmm. I was still a boy and I was in the room with men now. And they had a different capacity, Matt. They had a different capacity. And that for me just kind of put me on my heels. It made me timid. It made me start to question, well, how did I end up here? And should I even be here? And those questions are very common. And if you think you're the only one, then you may sit in that space for a whole lot longer than you have to. And again, the goal is to end suffering. And so we invite you to come in, allow us to start that reprogramming process for you so that you can create that new self-identity. And then we can switch up the relationships once you fix the relationship with yourself. And then the sky's the limit so that you can actually build the thing that you need to build in order to have the significance and the legacy and become immortal. Right. Because no reason to build a thing if it's just going to vanish when you're gone. We want to build something that lasts far beyond you so that people might have that picture up in the house if that's what you want, where it's like, this is the patriarch. And not only did he make money for us, but he or she made a huge impact on the lives of other people. And that is truly what their legacy and success is. Having your children, grandchildren, and other people truly tell stories about the impact that you continue to have on their life, that's what Level 8 is. If you want to find out more about how you can achieve this level of just life, and you're about to have seven, eight, nine figure exit, then you need to go where? It's at the redpill.co. There you can fill out the app to see if you're a good fit for our community. Fantastic. Listen, everybody, you don't need to do this alone. You shouldn't do it alone. And now you know where you can find a guide to help you through these pivotal parts of your life. This huge shift, this huge change that you are about to experience. Don't do it alone. Hang out with other people who are going through it or who have experienced it and find a coach who's going to be able to help you navigate all of these waters that you've never been in before. All right. For Jerome, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.